Welcome, welcome. We actually have Mark, correct me if I'm wrong here, Belzell? D. Oh, Delzell. Sorry, it looked like a B there. He's his, having to contend with his. Uh, David's handwriting, <laughs> and this is the second time. He is actually the lead auctioneer here at Beacom Auctions, and tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and how you got involved with Meeker. Uh The involved part is a funny story. It's probably the uh, best phone call I ever made in my entire life. I've been with Meekum since day one, since oh, the first wow. auction, and it's going to be our 29th year. Wow. Just one lucky phone call. I, Dana was having his first auction, and they called and said, hey, looking for some help. And, and a Midwest boy in the first auction was in uh, Illinois. Oh, wow. And, uh, and uh, I'd been in the car business there at the local auto auctions. So uh, got the gig and worked my way up. And, and uh, when the company grew up to the size it is, uh, you know, a few years ago, probably 20 years ago, Dana couldn't. He hired the crew. and. And directed the crew, and, and uh, just got too busy for it, so uh, yeah, gave me the job as lead auctioneer. So that's well, and that's what you're supposed to grow to. You're spin, you're eventually supposed to grow out of having your fingers in the pie. I I do that myself eventually, where it's like ah, I don't need to handle that anymore. Yeah. So it's it's nice to be a part of things like that. Now, uh, how long have you been an auctioneer? Because it's it's an amazing industry. I do personally a lot of auctions since I. I'm actually a live AV technician. I'm one of the guys that's in the back normally throwing stuff up to screens. But uh, auctioning is such an amazing uh, side channel of American society. Uh, how did you get into being an auctioneer to begin with? Uh, my family was in the car business, so the makeup okay. part of a fit with the old cars. Uh, uh, they had uh, Chrysler, Plymouth, Dodge at the time when the Plymouth was still around. Uh, dealerships, and uh, my grandfather was a Ford dealer. So I had the uh, product knowledge, and then I, we uh, obviously bought and sold cars at the local auto auctions. So from the time I was five years old, I was going with my dad to the auto auctions. Started, uh, my interest was being a ringman. I wanted to, you know, they're the ones yelling and screaming and yep. making all the noise. Well, then, uh -huh. you know, after a while, you figured out the guy making the money is that guy up there. So Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. The golden judge just hit the block up there, guys. <laughs> oh, so, so as far as as far as like, I mean, just the technically speaking, the speed at which you are speaking, the voice, the whatever, what goes into training for that? What I mean, what are what are your techniques that you use when you are up there as an auctioneer? Um, you know, obviously, you want to be very clear so they can understand the number, but. Uh, you know, you want to keep it at a fast pace, keep them off their feet. You have to control the pace of the auction. If you let the crowd control the pace, you'll be here until midnight, and they'll yeah. take all the time in the world they want. So you got to push them along and uh, keep it moving. And obviously, got to be clear and and, uh, and concise, and, and so they can understand what you're saying. And, uh huh. Yeah. So in between, so in between the numbers that you're, you know, kind of like, you know, punching back and forth, what? what like, what are you saying in between? Uh, filler words. Uh, yeah. Like, put them at, bit them at, and let's bid, let's go, let's go, and just whatever. But uh, mine, yeah. mine's just like, like dollar, five dollar bid down, five dollar bid, five dollar bid, five bid, five bid, five bid, 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 five dollar bid, five dollar bid, dollar, dollar. Yeah. Just to try and wow. keep them moving. Right. Yep. Just, it's just to keep your tongue moving so when there is a change in the dollar amount, uh, you're not starting from scratch. It just right. kind of gives you, you're already talking, so it uh, just comes right out. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's very a, interesting yeah, that's art. Incredible. <laughs> Looks like that judge went pretty quick because I heard them say sold. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, and that's one that I guarantee you won't sit on the block for it long. It went fast. Those things are gorgeous. Now, that line seems to be moving fairly quickly. What, What is probably your, and I know it's hard even as an engineer who works with normal people, all that, like same companies all the time. It's hard for me to choose a favorite show. What's probably your favorite Meekum auction to be a part of during the year? Um, 
each one's got a little something special. Uh, Monterey is a, probably uh, a good one because we're the daytime auction and they have yep. the evening auctions. So okay. we, eat, we target to be done by 5 o'clock each day, and then we get to go out and enjoy the town. You know? nice. A lot of times we're working like an indie. We'll be working till 9 o'clock or 9.30, and you're beat. you got to get up the next morning, and you have no time, you know, five days in a row. So I uh, like them all. I mean, uh, Houston, I've been coming to Houston. Uh, for over 30 years doing auctions here. Yeah. Uh, back with the old Autorama. You remember that Absolutely. World of Wheels? How do you like H-Town? That, I, I love it. It kind of went through a little transition where I, um, uh, you know, it, it was a lot going on, and then it kind of took a little dip. But the yeah. last few years, it's uh, it's an amazing town. And, uh, yeah. And a lot to do here. It's, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned the Autorama because it used to be here in this building. Well, the old the, building. The old building, yeah. yeah, yeah, before the expansion. And... Like, that was literally my first car show, was the Houston Autorama. And I remember coming and my father purchasing a vehicle at auction for my brother's first car. He bought a 64 Falcon, uh, which was oddly that enough was my, an da ugly car. my dad's. Yeah, but it was <laughs> sentimental. It was my dad's first car. And it was one of those, like, it was, my, it was his first son, so he wanted his son to have that car. And, uh, like, to this day, it is a vivid, visceral memory in my head. So it was a great you're show. Right, like, it was a great Thanksgiving weekend uh, every every year. Yeah, and it was always a good show, always. And Houston has always been a big auto auction town. There are just Houstonians are addicted to their cars, man. Oh, well, yeah. Really? There's well, no when, when you live That's in a, why it took so long to get a mass transit system in. Yeah. When the Houstonians <laughs> love cars, man. Well, hey, when you live in a city that's an hour north to south, east to west with no traffic, like, you got to love a car. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of loving cars. Happy sounds. So, as far as, like, you know, when you were a kid, we often ask our guests this. What were the cars or the car, like, that really got you into cars? Like, what are, you know, what are some of your favorite cars? And what is what is kind of the first car that you were like, oh, wow. wow. Well, uh, like I mentioned, we had uh, Mopar dealerships. Chrysler, right. Dodge's. Yeah. And so when I grew up, every time uh, we'd trade for a Barracuda, you know, I'd go, that's mine. Or, yep. I, uh, Challenger, I had a Roadrunner. Nice. I had a 64 Polaris Golden Anniversary Convertible, Dart GT Convertible, uh, Grand Wagoneer. When I was a kid, I was, you know, father at dealership, so we had a lot of storage, mm -hmm. and I had quite a collection of cars back then. Wow. And uh, I, I don't know, the Challengers, uh, if I had to buy a car today, I would buy, I like the small blocks because they're, more drivable than the big blocks, but I like a four-speed, like a 340 four-speed Challenger convertible would be the, right. the car right. I'd like right now. Yeah. Nice. What do you think of the new nice. Challengers? Um, I sell a lot of them. I do auto auctions throughout the week, so uh, I do a lot of Challengers. I do work for uh, uh, Fiat Chrysler, and sure. and they, uh, you know, we, we have Hellcats and the SRTs. And, and the Hellcats uh, are amazing. I gotta say, they've done a hell of a job of, of really keeping the uh, the '70s vibe in the car. Oh yeah. Um, Whereas other companies have tried to bring in and, and bring back some of the nostalgic nuances on, on their newer cars, and they just haven't been able to deliver. Yeah, the colors are good. I like the colors. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, their, their paints has is, is, is really come a long way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, on that note, everybody, that actually wraps it for this hour of the Dudes and Beer podcast. We've got about a minute before we go out. We'd like to thank Mark Delzell, lead auctioneer for Mikamoto Auctions, who took the time to come on over, join the Dudes and Beer podcast, tell us everything that auctioneering is all about. 
tell us a little bit about his passion and why he does what he does. Thank you so much Thank for you coming guys. and being on. Thank greatly, you so much, Mark. Greatly Appreciate it. You. All right. Have and a good time at the show. Thank you so much. We're going to hit up commercial break. We will be back in 15 minutes, everybody. You bet. Stick around. You've been listening to the Dudes and Beer Podcast. Visit us online at www.dudesandbeer.com. Find our audio streams on soundcloud.com and spreaker.com forward slash dudes and beer. Follow us on Facebook forward slash dudes and beer. Thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, drink responsibly.